What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Triggered episode number 213. We're here on Tuesday, September 1st, and we are 63 days out from the November election. You mean from the Trump landslide win? Well, let's hope. Let's it's, hope. We've certainly it's got looking the, that way. We've it's got going the momentum. That way. We've certainly got the momentum. Yep. We just have to keep it up. And uh, because of that momentum, Joe Biden was forced to come out of his basement. Yeah, we smoked him out. And he failed miserably yesterday in doing so. Yeah. You know, we forced the the senile, dementia-ridden, drooling fool to come out of the basement to make a speech. Uh, but Biden didn't go to Wisconsin or, you know, nope. Minnesota, where nope. where six Democrat mayors endorsed President Trump and the polls are indicating that President Trump has a really good chance of flipping Minnesota. Instead, he went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he's likely hemorrhaging blue collar workers. Yeah. If you look at the voter registration data coming out of counties in Pennsylvania, the southwest corner of the state is flipping overwhelmingly to red. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen through some interviews on the ground, you have a lot of voters in Pennsylvania also that are still registered as Democrats. Yes, yeah. But they're going to vote for Trump in the yeah. Republican ticket. It's kind of so, like in 2016. And also, I mean, don't get me wrong, I guess, yeah, if you want to, you know, stop the bleeding, you go to South SPA, but uh, you don't go to Pittsburgh to do that. Well, <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to go Democratic no matter what. So just like, what are you doing there, man? It's a complete well, waste yeah, of time. Yeah, the only the that itself, Pittsburgh City and the county yeah. that it's in is going to be the only Allegheny, county in that area yeah. that's going to go blue. Yeah, Allegheny. But he was getting heckled out there by yeah, some Trump supporters, yeah. and it's it's interesting that he took two private jets to Pittsburgh to speak for twelve minutes, and yet again not take any questions. Oh, he got the hell off that stage. So quick. so quick, your head would spin. What's so the quick. point? What's the point of leaving Delaware for that? Well, he could have done that yeah. in front of his fucking house. Yeah. Well, again, like, remember the pop person had to get off that stage because the face was about to melt, so <laughs> he couldn't take questions. It had to get right back so it can go back into the bunker and get the uh, the wax reapplied. Uh-huh. So and and the speech was the most lie filled twelve minutes I think I've ever seen in my life. Was, and Tucker yeah, Carlson talked yeah. about that last night. It was just lie after lie. He tried to blame President Trump for all this violence as if these cities aren't led by Democrats. That's when I tuned out. He didn't name Antifa by name, of course. Nope. Or Black Lives Matter, the ones who are burning these businesses down and looting and rioting. His staffers have contributed to the bailing out of these leftist thugs. Oh, yeah. So We have a big segment on that later because that's something that's just glossed over. Oh, yeah. The the press doesn't ask anyone anything about whatever yep. Joe Biden does. You know, President Trump has a goddamn sniffle, yeah. and it's like DEFCON 1. I know. It's unbelievable. And we need to – I mean, Trump keeps offering federal help. And we yep. saw that with Ted Wheeler's letter, uh, and then the uh, the leftists found out where he lived and kind of sat in the lobby of his apartment complex and said that they weren't going to leave until he resigned and set forth motions to abolish the police department. So – it has been quite the summer to, you know, I think uh, Buck Sexton had a good tweet about it, to these are peaceful protests, to riots. What, what riots? To, well, the Trump supporters are causing all the rioting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the in sum- one summer. <laughs> it's the summer of love, don't you know? The summer of love. And uh, we have all the, we have videos. We have the fucking receipts, guys. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to gaslight us on this because speak- we have the receipts. And speaking of having videos and receipts of things that were said by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yeah. One big thing during this speech yesterday, which, by the way, Joe Biden made the big mistake of repeating President Trump's attacks on him so that the videos are just available now. He's like, what do I look like? Some, uh, you know, super leftist radical that has a soft spot for rioters. And everyone's like, yes. Yes. (laughs) And then and then he also went into lying about wanting to ban fracking. And fracking is obviously a huge issue, not only in Pennsylvania, but nearly everywhere across the upper Midwest. And he said that he has not ever and will not ever want to ban fracking. Mm. Well, there's only one problem with that. You know, let's let's take a listen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's own words on this specific issue. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Like what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping the I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I am not banning fracking, 
no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. No more, no new fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Hi. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> bye bye, PA. <laughs> and and he gets away with this because the leftist lapdog media does nothing to counteract these well, clearly that, I mean, false claims. Any reporter worth his salt would have asked that if he had stuck around to you know for questions, which is why he scurried away. Yeah, well, I mean, he's right? not going to answer I mean, questions. I mean, it's, I mean, you can't. I it's mean, pretty that's clear. Just, we're mean, we're less than what twenty six days now away from yeah. what's supposed to be the first debate. Uh, we don't know whether that's definitely going to happen or not. I mean, it has I think to happen. If not, Trump's going to make it happen in some way where he gets smoked out of that bunker again. Maybe. It's possible. I, mean, I, I just don't know how they can possibly put him out there. I feel like it is a bigger risk to put him out there than yeah. not. Yeah. And, yeah, he very likely yeah. will lose the election if he doesn't debate. He probably yeah. will lose it if he does debate. But I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, the way he's – he can't even read off of a teleprompter. Yeah, it's bad. And I mean, we're going mean, to talk about yeah. that gaffe later on, but yeah. but he had a, literally a script in front of him and couldn't even put those words together. Yeah, it, was bad. it was bad. And let me tell you, you know, this thing with fracking, I said, you know, obviously it gets our base ginned up. But the, 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 uh, the, the other side of this is the fact that it gives yet another reason for a Bernie Sanders supporter or a progressive leftist to just sit this one out. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think it does. I mean, I think that's what's being. I think that's a, a, an underreported aspect of this is all this flip flopping. The whole. I mean, that he also said that you know, uh, rioting is not protesting, all that well, type of stuff. Yeah, of course, you know, he's lying about that. But for a progressive leftist, they're gonna he's gonna see it. Be like, why should I vote for this guy? Right. Why and should I vote for this guy? If he's you're in trying Wisconsin to straddle or... the Green New Deal yeah. line. He's trying to have it both ways. And can't, you can't do have it. That. And the same thing with the riding. He's trying yeah. to have it both ways. Yeah. And you have, you know, Rahm Emanuel a couple of weeks ago saying, if I was an, if, if I was advising the Biden administration, I would say no new, no new, uh, no Medicare for all, no uh, Green New Deal. So yeah. there you go. So again, once again, the never Biden people have all they need to not trust this guy because I think they did, they never trusted him from the beginning. Exactly. So sit it out. In fact, please sit it out. It's okay to sit it out. <laughs> sit it out. And There's no know, problem. We'll see you, you again out. in 2024, okay? We'll see you in 2024. They'll have AOC by then. Yeah. The Green New Deal, President Trump obviously has no shortage of things to say about it. And uh, he did an interview with Laura Ingram last night. And let's take a listen to this entertaining clip of his new take on the Green New Deal. He's going to do $4 trillion in tax increases. He's going to do things that are going to cost so much on the Green New Deal, which is, which is done by a child, okay? That's the mind of a child, because the Green New Deal is ridiculous. It doesn't work. They're going to do things under the Green. You know, the Green New Deal, if you actually did it, is $100 trillion. That's more money than this country could make this in a thousand years. This is going to be good-paying jobs. All the great-paying yeah, jobs paying that jobs. Obama apparently didn't yeah. create. Let's rip down a building and build a new one with no windows, okay? Let me tell you, we will never have oh a president God. as entertaining as President Trump. Yeah. There will never be another entertaining president like this. I mean, this. Biden could die tomorrow. I, oh yeah, I, I mean, the right? I mean, it's not. He could die. He could drop dead. The tomorrow. way it's looking, I and then we will be find surprised. out that he's actually been dead for months. But I mean, um, you know, that story <laughs> will come out. But he you know. he continues to gaslight on everything. Yeah, and he said that he has a lot of help. He has MSNBC and the entire media establishment. You mean help. MSDNC? MS, yeah, MSDNC. Exactly. <laughs> you have uh, at this campaign stop. He insinuated that. He basically is trying a mob tactic here of extortion. Pretty He's saying, much, yeah. if you want the rise to stop, the only way to do that is to elect me. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to show that that's the case, I obviously. Mean, did he see what happened in Portland last night? There were more fires and more riots. That's past so. his bedtime. Oh, it's past true. I forgot. Time. Yeah, it's past his bedtime. And so, but it's not like the speech helped. So, wrong, Joe. He, he <laughs> also leaves out a, a key detail here, yeah. a very key detail that – Members, senior members of his campaign and Kamala Harris have donated or encouraging or encouraged donations to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, yep. which 
if you don't know what that is, that was the fund that was established to to uh, post bail for the rioters, the looters, and the anarchists in Minnesota following the George Floyd shooting. Yeah, which actually should be looked into for fraud because there's no – I think it raised, what, like $25 million or something? Yeah. Not all that money went to the bail, obviously. Oh, yeah, not to mention so the amount of money. where'd that money went? Where'd that money go? Where'd it go? Not to mention the money that Black Lives Matter raised. Yeah. Where'd all that money yeah. go? Not to helping black communities. Yeah. That's very clear. Yeah. It's probably going into the pockets of people like Al Sharpton. Yep. Lives. I mean, so, this is just so full of shit. That's a post-election operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when we win. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to win first. Yeah. And, and it's very obvious that the liberal hypocrisy is on full display here because you have the left in Congress blaming, trying to blame President Trump, yet Nancy Pelosi is out there saying they should riot. Yeah, I know. I mean yeah. – Don Lemon said that they should riot. Chris Cuomo said they should riot. All Every, of CNN. Basically, the entire institutional left has quasi-endorsed this violence. So to come back and be like, well, this is Trump's America, again, we have the receipts. Yeah, and during <laughs> during the White House press briefing yesterday, uh, Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany called out the hypocrisy yeah. of the Democrat media. And uh, let's take a listen to that. It's so interesting to me uh, to see Democrats um, who once disparaged, who ignored the violence, I should say, all of a sudden caring about it. But let's not forget um, what they said previously. Speaker Nancy Pelosi downplaying the violence rocking U.S. cities, ignorantly saying people will do what they do. Uh, Jerry Nadler, when asked about Antifa, he said that that was a myth that's being spread around Washington, D.C. It's not a myth. In fact, an Antifa individual took the life of an innocent Trump supporter in Portland. Um, you have Rep. Ayanna Presley saying that she wanted unrest in the streets. Chris Cuomo saying, show me where it says protesters are supposed to be peaceful. I'll give you an idea, Chris. It's the Constitution. Don Lemon saying, quote, the rioting has to stop, Chris, as you know, and I know it's showing up in the polls. It's showing up in the focus groups. It's the only thing right now that's sticking. So now all of a sudden, 90 days later, I from this podium have talked about law and order. The president has talked about law and order repeatedly, but because the polling has shifted, um, now it's time for the Democrats to deny what they said previously and all of a sudden focus on law and order. Oh, that's just too good. It's great. It's too good. I mean, she she goes up there and she yeah. just slits their throats and yeah. it's amazing. And not only are they hypocrites, but the media could care less about real news. That's something that's understated here is the underreporting of news and the, the total blackout on reporting of certain stories is just as egregious as the fake news yeah. that goes out there. And I mean, I honestly think they tried to think that I think they honestly thought that no one would care about the riots. I mean, the DNC didn't, you know, nothing on it, right? I mean, I guess. And then for f on an entire week, it was laser focus on the leftist mayhem in the cities, and that's really partially what smoked, smoked Joe Biden out. Yeah. I mean, the, what's happening in Kenosha is definitely impacting the race there. I mean, oh, local, lo local Democrats are worried that's going to sway. I mean, Trump barely won Kenosha County uh, in 2016, I think by like, I think less than 300 votes. Uh, I think it's going to change this year. It's uh, not it just affecting the race up. there. It's affecting the everywhere. national race. Yeah, everywhere. The national race. And that's why I mean, two they're and a half in a panic. Yeah, I mean, two and a half months ago, Biden was leading, I think, eight to 12 among independents. It has now flipped totally to Trump. Mm -hmm. Trump is now ahead plus 10 with independents, which, by the way, is the election mm -hmm. if it were held today. But yeah. And Caitlin Collins yesterday, who's a real Oh, uh, your winner. favorite gal. Oh, my God. I fucking your favorite hate person. her. She asked about tr uh, Trump supporters using paintball guns to defend themselves. And meanwhile, a Trump supporter was literally shot and killed the night before or two nights before. Yeah. You know, not much about that. No. But listen to the president's response, because I think this was perfect. Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not and paint is a defensive mechanism. Paint is not bullets. Uh, your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who uh, and killed him not with paint but with a bullet and i think it's disgraceful <laughs> he got shot with a, a bullet a real bullet and now he's dead yeah and i that's that's something that needs to be a point that needs to be made and of course she wouldn't shut up about it afterwards talking over everybody else in the room yeah. trying to ask questions which led to the president basically just ending the press conference and saying yeah. all right i'm out of here yeah and then th this is a real a real good one here yeah if you thought the whole russia story was over 
think again. Because over at CNN, uh, rather than place blame for the unrest that's been going on at the feet of the left-wing radicals that are certainly doing this, uh, Dana Bash asked uh, Shifty Adam Schiff the most ridiculous question we've ever heard. I saw this, I know. Just, just wait for this at the end. Listen to this clip. Okay, before we go, I, I really want to ask you about what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Um, police say that they're investigating a homicide after a person was killed last night during violent clashes there. Uh, it comes, of course, just days after two people were killed in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do you have any reason to believe that Russia is trying to fuel some of the civil unrest in these cities via social media or other methods? I mean, come on. You should be ashamed of yourself. These people. I mean, this is just like, this is, this is, how is this not any different from, I mean, again, we talk about QAnon and everyone's freaking out about that. First of all, I've, I've yet to meet someone who actually believes that. Yeah. yeah. A. B, if we're just going to allow, if you're going to attack that, we're just going to, and, and allow this, then conspiracy theories have no meaning anymore. Not to or mention, let me know. no longer disqualifying. Let me know when the street is filled with QAnon people burning buildings down exactly. and killing people. Yeah. yeah. Let me know so when that happens. So Russia now has co-opted BLM and it's some massive conspiracy now to, I mean, what, I, totally how, absurd. I mean, how is this not any different from InfoWars? It's totally absurd. And they don't, of course, want to talk about Thursday night no. after President Trump's speech at the White House, yeah. how Senator Rand Paul, a sitting U.S. Republican senator and his wife were attacked by the liberal mob right outside of the White House gates and had to be protected yeah. by the D.C. Police Department who were under attack themselves yeah. by the protesters that were around them or the rioters yeah. that were I'm around I'm actually them. surprised there wasn't any uh, detail with him, like, a, like a, an official Capitol Police detail. Well, that was the bike brigade. That was that, that. That's a different thing. I'm talking like you know. Yeah, but Capitol you know Police isn't automatically assigned unless you're in leadership. Which remember we true. found that out through I, I, the yeah, Scalise I, shooting. I, I, which true. everybody glossed that over. By the yeah, way, I remember know, yeah, a left wing yeah. radical that shot up a congressional yeah. baseball practice. And the FBI said that there was no political motivation behind the shooting, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, James but, Comey's yeah, FBI. No, yeah. But uh, no, but I'm just I, I, I understand leadership gets protection, but like in that situation, that's not. But it's not standard operating procedure. Why? Why? Why should a sitting U.S. senator require police protection oh, he in the United States Capitol? I mean, he shouldn't. Right. But we all know that there are going to be hordes of crazy people out there. I mean, they tried to – blowing air horns during the whole speech. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? But, see, <laughs> Julio actually got some good footage of uh, two Secret Service agents got trapped outside of the fence. They had to bring – yank those two behind the, the protective barrier. The problem is throwing it's not expected that you need that. No, I know. You should be able to leave a speech at the White House here in America yeah. without facing violence from the opposite political party. But unfortunately, yeah. and that's also not the case. attendees were also being harassed too. I mean, it was not. Oh uh, yeah, Vernon Jones, yeah, the uh, Georgia State Democrat representative who's black, yeah, was accosted. Yep, and you had Alice Johnson attacked, who apparently had to use one of her shoes. Oh my to, god! To defend herself against this liberal mob. I mean, these people are unhinged, and Trump is heading to Kenosha today. And you had the unhinged Democrat governor who set off the riots, yeah, pretty encouraged much. the riots, and then only after the entire city fell into chaos, begrudgingly requested the National Guard. Well, remember, it was impacting the polling. Yeah. He said, you know what? Don't come, President Trump. Well, the Kenosha County Board of Supervisors, who are Republicans, said yeah. absolutely come yeah. here, President Please, Trump. We want you here. Yeah. As did the local police and everybody else that's around there. And uh, he's heading there today, and I think actually as we're speaking here, he should be landing, and he's going to tour the area that was uh, burned down and looted. And it's a war zone. Yeah. I mean, who wants to live in a war zone, right? The, that's what the left doesn't get here is they're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. You know, we've been doing this for 100 days now. Everything is great. But meanwhile, real Americans don't think so. No. And that's why they're hitting the panic button. And they're really hitting the and panic button. And it's no button. longer about George Floyd anymore, obviously, folks. I mean, I'm sure you know this. This is about the Marxist revolution now. I mean, and, and, and as you pointed out in past episodes, I mean, like, the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, which has been taken over by white liberals, by the way, as an Oh, aside, yeah, it's all white it's, liberals. It's, all, it's, it's culturally Marxist. They want to get rid of the nuclear family and all that shit. So it's not about police brutality or racial justice anymore. It's just about burning everything down. Mm -hmm. But they're giving up. I mean, when, you, when you're a lefty, you have a ton of political cover 
thanks to CNN, ABC News, CBS News, and the like. So, you know, but people are starting to notice. After 100 days, people people notice, and they're getting tired. Suburbanites are coming back to the fold, so. And the yeah. sleepers are waking up after the conventions are over. The sleepers are waking up. So. Oh, yeah, and if there's if there's one, you know, place in Wisconsin that wouldn't, would have been... The one place that the Dems wouldn't want there to be riots, yeah. it's Kenosha County. Yeah. Because Kenosha County is the swinkiest county yeah. in the swingiest state. Yeah. It's voted for Obama. It's voted for Trump. It's yeah. voted for Scott Walker. It's voted yeah. against Scott Walker. It's voted yeah. for Ron Johnson and Tammy Baldwin yep. all over the place, yep. right? And It's a I, battleground county. It's a fun county. I like that. So Those counties are fun. That's why yeah. it's going to – I mean it's really going to have a huge effect here. And I yeah. think Wisconsin is now – it's firmly – in the Trump column. Yeah. And uh, and Michigan's all tied up now. I don't know if you saw yeah, that Yeah, and Selena Zito wrote a great column today on townhall.com about yeah. why the Kenosha riots could matter in November. And I think they will absolutely matter in November. People, you know, we're 60 days out now. Yeah. And so, you know, the whole long memory thing here, it's not really a factor anymore. Yep. Anything that happens in this 60 days now will have a huge impact on the yeah. final vote on Election Day. Man. Not to mention that early voting in many states starts two weeks from now. Yeah. So. And let me tell you, these people, they ain't going away. No, they're not. They're not. They're going to keep on burning because they don't care about parties or anything. They just care about mayhem and, you know, so. Well, they're Can't, certainly not listening to uh, the Dem leaders that are now saying. Stop the rioting. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, I don't get yeah I don't get how they could just flip like that, but you know Democrats are real good at flip flops. So yeah. here's what you know what's happening and in Portland. We're on what ninety five yeah, consecutive 90, nights yeah. of violent riots, yeah. and Ted Wheeler, who said that he doesn't want President Trump's help last week, well now Chad Wolf, the acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary, soon to be confirmed, I believe, yeah. uh, he has been put up for formal nomination. He said that basically your time is running out, and if yeah. you can't get things under control, we're going to come back in there, and we're going to take control ourselves. Yeah. You will be displaced. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think, what's going to happen here is that if President Trump gets reelected, he's going to have the official mandate from the people to crack down, and there's going to be a massive surge of not only federal law enforcement, but probably National Guard in all of these cities yeah. to crush the crime and to get these things back under control. They have to. Here here in Virginia, I can't believe this is happening. This is just totally disgusting to me. The Virginian Democrats have now passed a law making it easier to attack cops. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That, How you might that was ask. In the wings. That's because they have now reduced the penalty for assaulting a police officer from a felony to a misdemeanor. Oh, okay. And the bill also says that such a crime to be charged must result in bodily injury to the police officer and can no longer be committed as a simple assault. Ah, okay. How can voters yeah. stand for this? Yeah. I, I, It's just so perplexing to me that what we face as a country if we lose, God forbid, and I don't think we're going to at this point, but if we do, we are sincerely fucked. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, Mad Max. It would be worse <laughs> than that. <laughs> I mean – Police officers, the only the only thing helping them protect themselves is the penalty of law. Yeah. What what then? It's going to be open season on cops? Is that what the left wants? I guess they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they absolutely do. Because it's what the mob wants. And yeah. they're now completely – they've totally caved to the mob. It's – So. I, I mean, again, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the, the Wheeler case is a prime example. It's not your friend. The mob will engulf you. Yeah. And, you know, he tries to placate, you know, the whole stay away. Trump, he literally said stay away mm-hmm. in his letter. And then they come to his apartment complex and do a sit-in. They want him to resign. They have hurled horrible things at him. They don't care. And it's not just a sit-in they're doing at his apartment building. They set a fire in the street. Yep. They're setting off commercial fireworks right next to the building, which the were clearly exploding on the building. They entered a nearby dentist's office and set it on fire, regardless of the fact that people live in the apartments above it. And after police held themselves back in order to, quote, de-escalate the situation to no avail, then the cops finally had to break up the dangerous riot. There was fires all over the place. Like, it's just unbelievable. And this is what they call peaceful? I know. I'd hate to see what they call not peaceful because it's, it's just one thing after another with these people. And... There's one thing that they understand, and it's force. 
Yes. And that's what honestly we're... that 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 has to be, you know, the remedy here. Sorry, it's been it's been ninety days, man. I know. It's been weeks of this shit. I know. You got to wheel in the tanks. I agree. Wheel in the tanks, put those bayonets on those M16 rifles, and just go to town. I agree. I mean, it's done. Sorry. I mean, it has to happen. Let's switch People are dying in the streets now. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, armed citizens now have to, like, protect their property, like, because cops can't do their jobs. But that's been happening the whole time, and nobody seemed to be freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had David Doran killed. There's a long list of people that have been killed by these riots, a lot of whom are black. Yeah. And you won't hear Black Lives Matter talking about that. No. But let's switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk about FISA abuses because we just had an announcement just before we started to record here. Attorney General William Barr announced with FBI Director Christopher Wray that he he has authored two memos dated as of today that the Justice Department will, quote, empower the FBI to build a more robust internal compliance program and will ensure, among other things, the accuracy of FISA applications as well as the active oversight of applications targeting federal elected officials, candidates for federal elected office, and their staffs. And this is obviously all in response to the FISA abuses that happened under the Obama administration. Yeah. Interestingly enough, FBI Director Christopher Wray said he agreed with these changes. Uh, he's going to be out the door should yeah. we win re-election. That's like a stay of execution. He's just doing this stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he sucks. He sucks so much. I'm pretty I, sure he's the person who buried that DOJ memo that, that totally exonerated Flynn of being a Russian agent. Six days after his interview with the FBI in January of 2017. Was, what was Ray back then, though? He was, uh, what was, what was he? He was, I think he was part of the investigation. Was he? Yeah. I don't think so. Because Brett Baer so. asked him about it, and then he kind of was like, oh, well, I think, that fucking question. I think that was him just not wanting to answer it. I don't yeah. think he was in the investigation. I could be wrong, but... That seems like yeah. not something that I'm gonna Trump write about would do. Today. Don't worry would be about to it. choose him if he was around yeah. that shit. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't trust anybody in that building right now. Though. Oh, I bad. agree. And either way, should we win the election, yeah. he's going to be fired. Yeah. And he should be fired. Clean house. But General Flynn has suffered a major setback. Yeah, not good. Um, not good. And you've been following this. So what yeah. happened with that? Okay, basically there was the en banc review, <laughs> and now. Judge Sullivan can hear, you know, basically have a hearing about the the DOJ motion to drop the criminal charges against Flynn, mm-hmm. which will not be held until after the election. So, you know, it is what it is, folks. You know, he remains in legal purgatory. It it was not it was not a close rule. It was eight to two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is what an uh, innocent man who has been whose life has been destroyed by this Russian collusion delusion remains in in this legal back and forth this legal mm-hmm. war so and his uh, lawyer Sidney Powell who's yeah, amazing who's turned stated, this whole thing around by the way Flynn will be in jail at this point yeah, for her if it was for honestly wars, she yeah. really did she took a sledgehammer to the government's case and she said quote general flynn is a defendant without a prosecutor a court yeah. can't continue a prosecution on its own that's, and that's true. true the prosecutor resigned the def- you know nobody the doj wants to dismiss the charges the obviously the defense team wants the charges dismissed there is no case there is no case the doj now unfortunately the doj memo i think can't be submitted into evidence in the in the appeal because that's after the fact yeah but i mean there is there is no case if you look at the to- the totality of the evidence well i think either unearthed. way Either way, this is going to work out for Flynn because yeah. either he's going to uh, get exoneration from the court or, or God forbid, should President Trump lose, he will certainly get a pardon yeah. before President Trump leaves office. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's not going to go to jail, but his life's been destroyed yeah. and his reputation's been tarnished. And yeah. I hope he sues the shit out of those old lawyers because they yeah. were negligent. Him and Carter Page have has have, have their have had their lives just torched by this this yeah. media manufactured myth. It was a total lie. It was, it was a total lie. It was almost as bad as the Duke. It was like Duke Lacrosse scandal. It was a total uh-huh. lie. I mean, again, this is a little bit worse, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> and mean, we have a lot of people saying. Some people are saying oh. that Durham info could be coming this week <gasps> before Labor Day. Some say yes, that will happen. Some say no, and I, I'll believe it when I see it because, yeah. you know, how many times have we heard this? Yeah. But remember, Barr, when he testified on Capitol Hill, said that he expects some info to be released before Labor Day. So, and Labor Day is Monday, so we'll see what happens there. Yep. However, we have on another front related, though, the uh, director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, 
gave an update saying that he is assisting John Durham's investigation and that more documents related to Spygate and this investigation are expected to be declassified soon. So this could be what people are thinking is coming yeah, this week. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, it's you know Durham got his first scalp last month when he got the FBI lawyer that altered evidence to get the FISA warrants. Yeah, Kevin so, Kleinsmith, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yep. And you still have the liberal media who anytime it said that the FBI and the, the intelligence apparatus spied on the Trump campaign, which is a fact. Yes. That's a fact. We yes. know that to be true. They say, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. I mean, what alternate reality are these yeah. people living well, in? Well, I mean, for months they, they said it was crazy talk, and then all the documents, you know, proved us right. So they have to kind of, you know, suffocate it with a pillow. It's an as-expected uh, uh, response. But, yeah, they spied on them, and they got caught. Remember, they got caught. Yep. And, I mean, I worry that should we lose, God forbid, which I don't think is going to happen, mm. but should we lose, all these people are going to get away with it all. Yeah. The investigations will be ended and it's just going to be like it never, ever happened. Yeah. And the Dems will, will write the history to say it never happened. And the biggest political scandal in the history of our country will be whitewashed. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that anymore. <laughs> but, it, it you know, now they're, they're like, oh, you can't say blacklist and whitelist. Get the fuck yeah, out I'm of here. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about polls here and some electoral stuff. Yes. Because you wrote a good article yesterday about a new set of polling that's come out. Yeah. That, you know, polling is like a crack addiction. It it's is. great when it's good for us yep. and it sucks when it's not good for yeah. us. But the the reason that these polls have had such a a groundswell and a shift yeah. is because they finally are starting to get closer and closer to the actual likely voter model. Yeah. Right? And pe more all, people are paying attention now. All these months – yeah. All these months, they're using these D plus 12 samples, yeah. which is totally unrealistic. Yeah. Or they're oversampling people with college degrees. Yeah, that too. I mean, that too. Well, so what? what's in these polls and oh, who's giving a warning now that he's super oh, concerned? Oh, my God. Tons of stuff. First of all, like, like we mentioned before, you know, independents now favor Trump by 10 plus points. Mm -hmm. He has seen a spike in Hispanic and black voter support. He is leading – uh, well, some polls he's leading Biden nationally, and he's uh, neck and neck, or either leading in all the in the key battleground states, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida, and even in the morning console poll, which is because I, I added that to throw in like a little little more of a left leaning poll in there. He's cut Biden's lead by half. I think it's now fifty forty four. Mm -hmm. So even if it's within single digits, you know that it's a lot closer. A in terms of the real polling, and also it sixty days out, Trump, you know. He's, excuse me, within striking distance of Biden on this, um, never count him out. Again, never count out this guy, especially when he's down. Uh, in fact, I think he performs better when he is the underdog. So well, new now, all, all things are pointing towards a winning coalition. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of liberal tears in the forecast if this keeps going. A November. new Hill and Harris X poll found that President Trump's support among black voters rose by nine percentage yes. points through the RNC. Yeah. Up to 24%. Yeah. That's, I mean. That's big. That's big. You I know, know yeah. I don't know that it's going to be that high, to no. be honest. But, if, it's, but if, if it breaks double digits, which I think it will, because he got 9% in 16, I think he'll get anywhere from 11 to 14. I would not be surprised. If but there that. is two dynamics going here, right? You have the increase in black support, yeah. but you also have a decrease in black enthusiasm for Biden yes. after picking Kamala Harris. Yes. People, Afri African-Americans, black voters, especially young black males, do not like no. Kamala Harris. No. And it's been, it's been yeah. shown in, you know, we've seen posts from people, yeah. we've seen polling. Yeah. So if they liked her, black Democrats would have been able to keep her al alive a little bit longer in the primary race. Remember. Uh -huh. Exactly. And she, remember. And she didn't last that long. Andrew Yang and Tom Steyer lasted longer. Mm -hmm. So Hispanic um, support is also up. Yeah. Um, and there's one influential Democrat who's sounding the alarm. Actually, two of them who are yeah. sounding the alarm. Uh, uh, Michael Moore yeah. and Bill Maher. Yeah. Both of them say they are very, very, very concerned Yeah. that Trump will win again. Yeah. And They've seen this movie before. Yeah. And, you know, Michael Moore, uh, you know, was like, you know, listen, Trump is tied 47-47 with Biden here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. the, the the, we talked – sorry, the enthusiasm. That's what I forgot to mention. The enthusiasm for Trump is off the charts. Biden, not so much. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I honestly think uh, right now we're headed, we're headed for we're headed for a total and complete victory. But again, it's still sixty days out. A lot can happen. But yeah, it's I don't see a lot of good happening that that can benefit Biden. I mean, you see the markets, man. You know, Nasdaq had like their fifth best month ever. Five consecutive months, the markets are going great. The jobs reports are going are 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 well. We're we're in a V shaped recovery here. Well, that's we've had why good they're... COVID news. I mean, the vaccine warp mm-hmm. speed is humming along. We fe- the CDC found out that in terms of um, people without comorbidities, the COVID you know, only six percent, I think, are attributed to that directly. Yeah, from COVID. I feel like that right? data is a little bit of an exaggeration, to be honest. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, we haven't had like you know, it's it's there's been antigenic shift, and now everyone's going to get it. Or something the reason like that, that the death rates have been massively declining yeah. is because of the therapeutics that have that been too. developed by President Trump. Yep, signed off by Trump. So that's that's Trump why thing. everybody under seventy years old is seeing a massive, you know, positive outcome increase. Yeah. Over what was the original beginning of the China virus, and the the Dems are hitting the panic button. They really are hitting the panic button. They moved up, you know, obviously his in-person campaigning schedule. They've moved up ad buys in places like Minnesota where they think they're hemorrhaging support among blue-collar white voters. And Ellie uh, Bufkin, our writer here at Town Hall, was in Pennsylvania yesterday visiting the battleground counties, right? 2016, the way that President Trump won Pennsylvania in 2016 was he flipped three counties that had been previously carried by Barack Obama. Right. Yeah. Uh, she made a stop in Northampton County, a county that resoundingly supported Obama in eight oh eight and twelve, mm-hmm. but then ditched Hillary Clinton and resoundingly supported Trump. It made a massive flip. It was like sixty percent to sixty percent in the opposite direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, which Joe Biden claims is his country, the Trump supporters through the roof, and you have you know one of the steel manufacturers there that closed down mm-hmm. they they're trying to bring back domestic manufacturing and she took an uber ride right and yeah. one of the uber drivers john who who said he was shocked to learn that northampton is a battleground county because he says quote everyone here likes trump and if trump is going to take these counties that he flipped and increase his support there along with the rest of the support increasing across the rest of the state I mean, what did he win Pennsylvania by last time? It was like a point, right? Yeah, it was it, close. This could be two to four points, I think. And what I mean, another key county that that helped that was the fact that he split with Hillary in Bucks County, forty eight, forty eight. And people talk about enthusiasm. You know, Hillary. People forget Hillary Clinton had really good turnout in, in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. In fact, more people voted for Hillary in twenty sixteen than Obama in twenty twelve. So in that state. I don't think there was in that in the in the key Democratic bastion. There was not a big you know enthusiasm problem for Hillary, uh, and mm-hmm. that one Trump just out outright won. The same thing where he did in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I, you know if this is the case, um, oh, oh, oh man, yeah, I think Trump can actually win Bucks County out uh, you know outright. Well, not outright, maybe like fifty two forty eight. But if that happens, well, you Trump's have, gonna win. I mean, in, that, I mean that's the blueprint for winning that state. For if you're a, you know a Republican, you got to win Bucks County. It's a must. In the well, I don't know actually. I don't know if I agree with that anymore. I yeah. think that that used to be the. Uh, I mean, Toomey, the, Corbett. You know, that's the way. That used to be the yeah. demographic, but because of the shifts in the rest of the, the state, the, the places, world, in the parts of the T, the, the places that used yeah. to vote solidly Democratic. You don't need to necessarily carry or yeah. even come close to splitting Bucks County yeah. more because it outweighs the rest of the state. True. That's true. Absolutely. I think that realignment is underestimated, yeah. and that's going to really show its head in this yeah. election. And a lot, I think a that, lot of assumptions with these Dem polls in these counties. Exactly. Too. There's a lot of exactly. assumptions. Because, like, I think, you know, I mean, like, 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 Ellie noticed, uh, noted, these are former Democratic bastions. Well, I mean, there's a lot of... these. For well, God's sakes, they spent most of the time in the basement this cycle, so I mean, right. you can't, you can't these, these leads, these Democrat leads that they're showing here are built, you know, it's like Jenga. It right? is, yeah. They're trying to build this up and say, oh, yeah. well, look, and make themselves feel better, yeah. which actually may end up hurting them in the long run. Yeah. But you have, you know, the, the average of polls now, it's dipped to Biden plus 6.2. Mm-hmm. Which is the closest that this race has been, according to the average of polls, the entire time that this race has been going on. Yeah. And you have the betting odds, which a lot of people are using to indicate where, you know, the overall anecdotal feeling of the race is, which is very important. You know, not only the stock market, but you have the political betting market, too, which for the first time now 
in uh, quite some time is tied and President Trump is seeking into the lead. Yep. And that's been that way since June. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the times where uh, it wasn't looking so hot for us, that certainly has flipped. Yeah. The momentum or the trump momentum as we've, yeah, yeah. as we've coined, is on our side. Yeah. And I'll say it again. President Trump has his mojo back. He looks yeah. energized. He's yeah. ready to get out there. He's ready to win this election. You know, 60 days to go. It's going to be a slog. Know. Who knows if the debates are going to happen. Those still loom as the overarching real decider yeah. in this election. That, but, those are, they'll, they'll, yeah, those, are, those will be decisive. But, you know, like, one, one has, you know, I have to ask, if this was like if COVID didn't hit, Chinese virus didn't hit, and Trump was out there this whole time all summer on the campaign trail the way he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Biden would be ahead. No yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely no way. Trump would be ahead by I think by maybe five six points. Mm-hmm. Would be absolutely flipped. Yeah, he I has mean, no stamina. Remember, he's in the basement the whole time. Can you imagine him being out there the way? Like, I mean, Hillary well, couldn't hack it. And he, let me tell you, all it takes is you know we I, we talk about him having a bad debate moment. Him being out there and looking tired and having a moment where he kind of maybe slips off the stage or something as he's exiting, not taking questions. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. That could be a very bad moment. There would have been gaffes. There would have been a lot of gaffes. That would have been a huge difference. I'm talking even now still. I mean, two stops, I think Joe is shot. Yeah. I mean, if he he gets woozy, weak in the knees, not not good. You saw today they're doing nothing. Yeah, God. you know he needs a whole take, day off now because off. of. I know that twelve minute speech was a killer. It was so tough, right? Yeah. I mean, pre- President Trump takes questions nearly every day. Yeah. So I just don't know how the left continues to cover for this yeah. and, and think it's acceptable. Yeah. You know, they really just want an empty vessel to be elected into the White House so they yeah. could do whatever they want. You can't run out the clock on this vote, and, yep. and it's, it's honestly unbelievable that they could run out the clock when like. The left coast and all these Democrat regions are mm-hmm. like on fire. Yep. So you know what? I mean, whoever is uh, leading the the uh, the campaign team over there, they got a crackerjack group of fuckers over there. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, you know what? And not, when when I'm Ellie asked uh, a voter in Northampton why they felt so strongly about supporting President Trump, jobs. Yeah. That was what was said. Yeah. And it in Pennsylvania, a union leader, which yeah. union leaders in Pennsylvania oh, yeah. have been part of the dead machine of, for a sway, long time. A lot of sway in that state. Quote of Joe Biden speaking here. Quote, he scares me now. Is he embracing the Green New Deal or whatever they're calling it? He needs to get some stuff straight. Yeah. So that's why you saw him come out and say he's not against fracking yesterday, yeah. even though he very clearly is and has said so, yeah. what, 25, 30 yeah. times. Can't trust him. No, you, you can't, can't trust him. You can't Joe. trust him, especially with him, uh, especially with uh, who he picked as VP, mm-hmm. among other things, and who's gonna, you know, who he needs to win this. Ele- no way. There's no way. You can't trust Joe yep. on that. If you're a union worker and working on, you know, the Marcella Shale and whatnot, can't do it. Yeah, so, I agree. I mean, if you're a union worker, you can't do it, and if you're progressive leftist, uh, obviously that that statement, may, you know, deflated your enthusiasm and you know increased your distrust of him. So you should stay home. So mm-hmm. for the union worker, vote for Trump. <laughs> Keep your job. If you're a leftist, stay home and wait until next cycle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have a case here where I think average Americans have already solidified their opinion on these riots and the law and order, right? Like, they're they're trying to flip the script too late. And yeah. it's not going to stick with people that have a brain because they've seen what's been going on here, right? Republicans and independents know exactly what's been going on in this country. So I think that their play at this is, is just totally not going to work. And with all this momentum that we have built up now – I think that coming into Labor Day, you know, President Trump is in an extremely strong position to be reelected. And yeah. it's the certainly the best that I've felt in months, even though I've felt pretty good the entire time. Because, you know, the feeling was palpable that something like this was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That eventually the electoral ground beneath would shift in such a way that it would stick Democrats out in the cold. Yeah. And – I, I truly do believe that if the election was held today, that we would have a really good shot at taking back the House. Who knows if that holds until November, but I, I think we're in a solid position to at least retain the Senate by one seat, which is important. And and the Senate's basically going to go with whatever way I think the presidential goes. But it, it really is astounding that the Democrats still have such a level of support. It really is I, – I think it's being overestimated. 
Yeah. It, because, you, you know, polls are built on percentages, right? Yeah. And you ha- say you have a poll that's like Biden 47, Trump 45, which is similar to what a lot of what we're seeing. Yeah. That doesn't account for, one, the oversampling of Democrats. Yeah. The enthusiasm gap. The enthusiasm gap, which is huge. Yep. And the shy Trump voter yes, also. Yes, the sleepers. Which you pile all that together. Yeah. There's a real shot that Trump will have it, at least coming close to evening out the popular vote. Yeah. And if that happens, it's an electoral landslide. I mean, it is. I mean, and, and if – I mean the highlight of the RNC for me, besides Trump's awesome acceptance speech mm-hmm. and the fireworks and Ness and Dorma being played at the end. That was good. Was the C-SPAN callers. Yeah. All of whom were former Democrats. I'm not talking like, you know, I was a Democrat, you know, for like five years. No, no, no. These are lifelong Democrats. People who've had family histories ingrained in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. are all saying that they love the RNC, they love what Trump is doing, and that they're going to support him. I mean, you have a Hillary supporter in New York who zeroed in on what a lot of people are tired of in these areas, the crime. She's yeah. like, I was a Hillary supporter. Her name was Jennifer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hillary supporter. I'm tired of being tired. I need a change. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of the crime. You know? I mean, and Trump thinks that he's, you know, he's going to make a run for New York. Uh, I don't know if that's the best allocation of resources, yeah. uh, given the map. But he feels confident, given what de Blasio and Cuomo have done, that he could maybe increase his vote share. Maybe, I don't know if he's going to win the state. But well, they, I would rather him going to the Rust Bowl with that money. But, yeah, that, but, but that, 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 that's just me. But it's worth throwing some money into upstate New York and yeah. places outside of New York City, yeah. Long Island, yes, that traditionally elect Long Republicans Island. to the House. Yeah. Because the House is going to be key. If we want to get anything done in the second term, yeah, we, we need to have the House. We got to get that House back. So, I if mean, want- at least, you know, if we, uh, you know, don't take the House, at least if we keep the Senate and, and the presidency, yeah. we keep socialism from taking over, yeah, right? That's yeah. a victory in itself. But if, but if we, we yeah. really want to get stuff done, yeah. we need to have the House. You got to complete, if you want to complete the wall, we, gotta, we need the House. You want another second, you know, Trump tax cuts round two, we need the House. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So, uh, also... You know, having the House investigate some of the deep state stuff would help. Yeah, would yeah help. that's for sure. So, well, you know, they had to stop doing the election briefings to Congress because they were just leaking it to the yeah, press. Yeah, of course right they were this. leaking it to the press. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous what, the, what was being, uh, you know, leached out of those briefing rooms. Yep. Stuff that no one should hear, but whatever. That's the Dems. They want to hurt America, scare America. Yep. Last but not least, we have the Biden gaffe of the day, yeah. uh, which comes straight out of his uh, part of his 12 minute Pennsylvania speech yesterday. Oh, his applesauce uh, moment. Yeah. Let's see, you know, uh, let's see if you can figure out what the hell he's trying to say, because I couldn't roll that clip. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just it's when I mean, you think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. I mean, the guy's just oh, totally gone. God, he shot. He shot. And That's, then, that was the 12-minute speech. Remember, he needs to be on a, a debate stage without that teleprompter with Trump for two hours. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's an hour and a half. But an hour and a half? Yeah. When the fuck? The, oh, my God. The debates have never been two hours, I don't think. I think they have been. Really? They should be. It should be three hours, given what the COVID has done. <laughs> it should be three hours... Of total debates and no standing. I mean, sorry, no sitting, all standing. Well, they want to do sitting. That's something that the Biden campaign is pushing for. They want to have it be seated. Oh, I wonder why. Trump is pushing against that, obviously. Yeah. I I don't know. I really don't think that Joe Biden's going to debate. I've come full circle on that now. Well, then he should, Trump should get in the Trump Trump bus. They should set up outside of his house where he can blast what he's going to say at the Biden compound in Delaware. And smoke him out. I so. mean, what do they have to gain by having him debate? Who, Biden? Right? I mean, maybe maybe he looks cogent, but how long does that last? Yeah. I, so. I, I mean, I don't know. If I, you are, I mean, I, again, it, I understand. If I'm putting on my Democrat hat here and trying to get into these people's warped minds, obviously you want to, like, create some type of excuse to avoid this event. Because mm-hmm. given that ap- – the mind is applesauce moment right there. I mean if that happens with Trump right next to him, oh my god. Well, oh my yeah. god. He'll, he'll get killed. Uh, he'll it, get killed. It would be a very uh, Nixonian moment. It will be. You know, with yeah. the whole it, 
I, I, I just don't know that they're going to do anything about it. Like, uh, it doesn't make sense to me why he would debate at this point. It's too much downside. It's too much risk. Yeah, it's a risk to not debate, right? Yeah. But it's also a bigger risk but to I also, debate. True, but I also think that if these riots keep going, which they ha- which they will keep going, yeah. um, I mean, that's the reason why he's out there now, man. I mean, debate, no debate. He's out there because the people are starting to notice the rioting. I mean, if you're going to be out and about, there really is no reason. There's no legitimate excuse except for him having COVID, which would not be good <laughs> yeah. if to avoid these debates. I mean, he has to. So if he doesn't, okay, he he debates, he trips up, he fucks up the poll. You know, he sinks in the polls. He avoids the debate, gets hammered for avoiding the polls, plus the rioting. He's still going to probably sink in the polls. Mm-hmm. There's no good way to do this. So I think the best thing is for people to hold. If you're a Democrat, hold your breath. Prep him the best he can and hope that he doesn't have, you know, a moment. Yeah, I guess. I mean, talk about rolling the dice. I would not bet the mortgage on that. But, I mean, there's no – I mean, he's with – Trump is within single digits of him this this far out. There's no – you have to – you have to do it. I think you have to do it. Yeah, maybe. And and also on basic principle, we haven't had – this is not a normal election cycle. We have to have some resemblance of a debate between the two candidates. You know, this isn't 1968 anymore. Like, you got to have a debate. Yeah, I guess your confidence in is higher than mine at this point. Yeah. I, I just don't see them. I mean, I don't, I, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to, if he pulls out and says, fuck it. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll take the abuse. And But it's not good. Oh, yeah. Certainly, certainly the media will probably hopefully hammer him for that. I mean, even they can't even defend that. Yeah. I mean, even CNN is saying, what the fuck? You got we, we need to ask more questions. You need to take more questions. Yep. Yep. But I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. I All I know is it's going to be a long 60 days. It is. And uh, we'll have to see what, what President Trump has up his sleeve. I'm sure it's quite a bit. Yeah. The ads are starting to roll out there. And uh, I think they're well suited to take more states than they did last time. So yeah. we're gonna, we'll are gonna we be here, obviously, with you, Trigger Through the Long Haul. Yep. Um, of course, we have the new Town Hall Media Elections Podcast, War for the White House. Uh, episode 5 dropped on Friday, which was uh, – uh, co-hosted by yours truly and uh, our good guys Stephen Cruiser and Vakapunin over at PJ Media. Episode six is dropping today, hosted by uh, Town Hall's Ellie Buffkin and Hot Airs Ed Morrissey and Jazz Shaw. Of course, Ellie was just in Swing Counties of Pennsylvania, so we'll have some awesome info to share. Be sure to tune in. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Townhall.com. Give us your five-star ratings and reviews. Of course, email us with anything you'd like at Triggered at Townhall.com. And follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. We will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered. Later.